The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It is the 19th of July, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, whatever the hell time if you're listening to us on podcasts. And Dave, you know, normally, normally we do a news section at the beginning of our show, but honestly, this week, there's only one piece of news to talk about, and... Uh, I don't know. What, 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 what do you call this? Is this is this a defection? Is this a coup? Is this a uh, uh, transfer of the guard? Marissa Mayer, the face of Google, the person who was responsible for how Google looks, how Google operates, many of the, the prized properties at Google, you know, like Gmail, uh, Google Maps, Google Local, etc. Marissa Mayer the technologist behind so much of Google on Monday announced that as of Tuesday, she was the new CEO of Yahoo. Uh, the, the, amazing. Dave, what, what did you think when you heard this? Um, well, when I heard you speaking about it, I couldn't help, and it, it's legacy stuff not related to this story, but to kind of giggle when you mentioned Yahoo, but that's just, you know, but normally the past couple happens. years of news out of there. Yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, obviously, it's huge. I mean, she was the twentieth employee at Google. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is this is absolutely um, sort of massive news. Um, at the same time, I, I was reading because, of course, I'm sure you, I was scratching our heads, right? Like, what? What did you? I mean, tongue in cheek before I really gave it any thought, but as soon as I first saw it, I'd posted up on. Um, on Facebook, you know, a quick way to end a career with like a link to the announcement, right? Like everything Yahoo touches turns to crap, um, at least in, in, in recent history. So you got to look and go, what was she thinking? And then uh, um, reading over on VentureBeat, there's a, a great article I'm about to post it into the chat room. So for our listeners, you should be in our chat room. Um, and it really took it from a, a slightly different angle. It really made me stop and think and go, yeah, that's true. When you piece it all together in a, in a big row, um, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the woman's net value is, is $300 million. Money or so, isn't, yeah. Or so, you know, give or take. But basically, money isn't the big motivator now. At least not money in the real world sense of, you know, I need money to make ends meet. It's more money in a... Hey, let's how how bad can I win this monopoly game? Right, kind of kind of aspect <laughs> when you hit that level. You know, can I decimate the other people? Sort of sort of angle of things. So, um, you know, we know that that's not going to be a, a big motivator. And then some they sort of chronicle some of the recent moves. Um, and early on, it was really clear. You and I know it. It got Google where they are now. And in, in a lot of respects, this is an incredibly ambitious woman, right? Yeah. I mean, just just incredibly and, and, driven. And 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 with the brilliance to match. 
Oh yeah, I mean, she, it's it was sort of a, a case of you know, God gave you a bunch of gifts, and wow, you sure used them, um, like like across the board, right to to her her choice in in marrying and you know who she married and stuff like that. Like just you know, it was it was a win across the board in in her life, really. Um, except one thing would have plagued her, and and of course this is you know guessing. Nobody knows for sure, but they brought up a really good point: is lately she's been bypassed in things at Google, well, like basically. I- dark- Sorry. I'm agreeing, absolutely. When Larry Page came on as CEO, um, now, one of the best-kept secrets in the Valley is at one time, Larry Page and uh, Marissa Mayer were partners. They were were romantically involved. Um, He came on and started taking responsibilities of hers and integrated them into Google's social network, Google+. So it's like having little bits of your Django tower removed, you know, this little pillar here, this little pillar there. And there really was nowhere else for her to go, was there? No, there really wasn't. Well, I mean, they, they mentioned that um, Mayor had been, you know, selected to to head up local products in 2010. Okay, that made perfect sense. Um, but then when it was time to pick somebody as the senior vice president, Jeff and I, I may, may mispronounce the name, Huber, um, was selected to take on that role. Well, Okay, the writing's on the wall now, right? There's there's a ceiling to what you're going to accomplish. Yeah. Right? And that's, you are where you are. And, and you've been, yeah, I mean, a lot of people ending up where she's ended up would be the apex of their career, right? I mean, yeah. and, and a very but, glorious apex that would be, but not but for clearly, her. Yeah, clearly this is a woman who's not used to dealing with glass ceilings. No, well, and that's it. And I, I think, and, and they pointed out, and it makes perfect sense. And of course, I you know had to look into other parts of the story just to go, hey, what's going on here? But um, you know, it makes a lot of sense. If a, if a woman like her is at their apex, they may be proud of what they've done. They may be satisfied of what they've done. But they would be willing to now take a position, a lower, or I guess in this case, a higher position, but at a worse positioned company. So basically, take a take a step down in order to have a, a chance to build and move forward again. Um, and now she's got the the ultimate power at a very very sizable corporation that's languishing. I mean, here's a chance to really, really prove that you are excellence, right? I mean, if you can turn Yahoo around. I mean, I giggled when you mentioned Yahoo early. If you can stop me from doing that, yeah, and, and make me pay attention when you come up with an announcement, other than going, "What did they screw up this time?" That's. I mean, it would be incredible. Right, so I, I think she's. I think that has a lot to do with her her move right now, um, and and I think you know in, in a weird way, as much as I my instinct when I when I first heard the announcement was to sort of go, oh my, what are you even thinking? No, this makes really good sense. Can she do it? Who knows, right? I mean, if anybody well, can, I think they've made a really really great pick. But Yahoo may just be too far gone at this point. Um, well, so so let's. So let's take a look at something I'm, I'm really curious. I, I meant to ask you. I, 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 I did mean to cut you off before you said they were too far gone to be saved because I'm not sure that they are for two reasons. One, Yahoo isn't what we think it is. You know, we think of Yahoo as a search company, and they haven't been a search company for a couple of years. Problem with Yahoo is they haven't had leadership who's known what they are. They haven't had a leadership with a vision for what this phenomenal content network should be. You know, um, the best they got out of Carol Bartz was the deal with Microsoft. It was a cashless deal where a year before under Jerry Yang, they could have had $32 per share. 
the deal with uh, with Microsoft that Carol Bart struck, though, um, gives them seventy percent of all paid search revenue off of the uh, Bing, uh, off Bing Search and Bing's uh, content network. Mm-hmm. They're a media company, like much like Google. We think of Google as a search engine, but really, Google's a media company. Google serves ads. Yahoo serves ads. Yahoo still has um, the uh, 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 don't you hate it when you, you you just know and then suddenly it's gone. It's not double click. <laughs> Come on, who was the who was the other massive ad ad exchange? Google's oh no! Double click. Yeah, I know. Eh? Don't you hate that? Anyway, <laughs> they got the they got the display market, and we'll remember the name of the company they bought in display. Um, that was I remember the year that was back in two thousand and seven. It happened during ad tech Chicago. So it happened in the summer of 2007. I remember that. Um, sorry, springtime, ad tech San Francisco. But I can't remember the name of the company they bought. Um, they have a massive display property. They have a massive paid search property. They still got Yahoo Sports. They still got Yahoo Finance. They still have Yahoo Mail. It may be a joke, but there's a lot of room for improvement. And she did do Gmail, didn't she? Um, there's so many things that Yahoo has beyond the realm of search that Marissa can, can take, can mold, can integrate, can beat the heck out of and make work properly. Um, the one thing you can say about her throughout most of her career, she's known what the users wanted. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, like, Maybe it isn't even her knowing what the users want as much as it is her defining what users will want. You know what? And, and that's a really great point because as you were saying that, the person I was thinking of was Jobs. Right? And you invent something and then oh. teach me that I need it. Um, I was wait- I've been waiting. I have been waiting for somebody to make that connection. Honestly, beyond myself, I've been waiting for someone to make the Steve Jobs connection. Yeah, well, she's she's very very similar. Like, uh, I mean, and and all credit to um, you know Larry and Sergey and 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 crew. But um, you know, they built something that was was already needed. And, and I mean, they've taken it in directions. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> like, that are that are in, in astronomical directions. But um, yeah, I mean, she she did a lot of things along the way that sort of helped define not just define what we want, um, but define how we want it. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, I mean, yeah, she's, she's an incredibly powerful figure. And you're right. I mean, you, you bring up a really, really great point is as long as we keep thinking of Yahoo as a search engine. We're um, never going to understand keep, it. No, and I'm going to continue to shake my head at them going, what are you doing? Um, right, you know, they're serving up Bing. Great. It works. As, you know, as, fine as, as far as, you know, as a, as a series of search results, great. You know, I mean, it, you know, Bing's got some pretty good things going on right now. Um, you know, they uh, would I consider them better than Google for a few queries. We've talked about those previously, like local and, you know, looking for stuff, you know, related to things my friends might have already liked restaurants in Seattle, for example, or something like that. But, um, you know, going over into, you know, generic sort of search. No, they're not as good as as Google. But, you know, they, they've it, it's a solid engine for them to for them to feed. So, yeah, if she can start piecing together all these other pieces and hopefully Fingers crossed. And I mean, if there's a if there's a, a CEO they could bring in who's good at focus, I think they've made a great great pick there. And just grab the the things that actually need to be developed, prioritize them, and, and actually start to make them great. Um, you know, will this all of a sudden make Yahoo sort of you know eclipse other properties? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, but I doubt it. Um, but will it make them profitable? Will the shareholders be happy with this decision at the end of the day? You know, three years from now, when we're looking back, I would say there's there's a very good chance. And if they're not, they weren't going to be. Yeah, indeed. Uh, um, there's a better chance. And I think I think you know I think I I, I absolutely agree with the with I, where I'm pretty sure you're going with that point. Um, if anyone can save the beast, it's probably her. Yeah. If she can't, maybe the beast couldn't be saved in the first place. That's what but I'm wondering. If she does, if she quote unquote, and I'm not throwing these big air quotes here, if she fails, I don't know if you're going to actually be able to tag her with the failure or, you know, she got a boat full of holes and, you know, you could be the fast, you could be the fastest carpenter on the planet. You just ain't going to be able to plug all those holes fast enough before the damn boat sinks. No, but if she can't, I mean, you know, to put sort of accountability, you know, where it's due, if she can't, she didn't look hard enough before she made this move. And I can only imagine she analyzed what was going on here pretty well. Um, I mean, heck, I'd be remiss to assume she hasn't been analyzing Yahoo for years, right? That's just her job. (laughs) Of course she has. I mean, there was a, I think it might have been, it might have been, it might have been TechCrunch, but there was a, uh, a piece of an article that was just going into the personality of Marissa Mayer. She likes cupcakes. <laughs> she likes cupcakes a lot. She likes cupcakes so much that she took a dozen different cupcake recipes, put all of their ingredients into a spreadsheet, produced an algorithm to figure out the best combination of ingredients of, from these 12 different cupcakes, and then wrote her own recipe. And then she decided to get serious about what icing should taste like. So she got 12 different recipes for icing and put them on a spreadsheet and wrote an algorithm to compare all the ingredients. And then she came up with her own, or her own icing. So, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to assume she's already analyzed the company of Yahoo to death. If that's the extent she'll go to to make a good cupcake. <laughs> True story. True story. And not a surprising one. So now my question has to be to you, Mr. Hedger. What's next for Yahoo? What do you what do you predict going forward? What is she going to look at? Let's say first, like in the next you know six months or so. What is well, she going to start to attack first? I can tell you one thing: she's not going to do. She's not going to build a social network out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my goodness, that's a, that's a really hard question to answer because I don't know. Um, if I were her, I'd be taking a good look at, uh, all of the properties. Um, where is the traffic? Um, again, Yahoo Finance is still, for my, for my money, no pun intended, Yahoo Finance is still the best of the boards. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I find doing stock searches through Google much faster and easier, but when I want meta information, I'm going to Yahoo. She once uh, I, I read a quote from her where she was uh, compare when she was when she was at Google when she was comparing Google to Yahoo, and she suggested that Google um, that that most search tools are like Swiss Army knives. The difference is Google is a closed Swiss Army knife. All the all the various tools and stuff are already folded back into the the body of the knife. It's elegant, it's easy, you can stick it in your pocket, you can pull it out, and you can extract the tool you need when you need it. But then she looked at Yahoo, and she said, well, Yahoo reminds me of a Swiss Army knife with all of the tools extended. Now, you might be able to get to your tool a little bit faster, but try putting it in your pocket or even handling it, and it's difficult and, da- and 
perhaps dangerous. Think of the way the Yahoo front page looks compared to Google's front page. Mm-hmm. This is the way this person thinks. This is the way this, this technologist thinks. I got a feeling that we're going to see Yahoo have a much cleaner look. Um, aside from being one of the brainiest people in the industry, she's also one of the best dressed. She's a fashionista. <laughs> and she understands that the outer shell is as important as what comes from within because the outer shell is what is what people see first and that's what they're judging on they don't care about what's inside and un, unless they're comfortable with that outer shell so i got a feeling that we're going to see the 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 look of yahoo change significantly i think it's going to be easier to get to information Right now, if, if I'm on Yahoo Finance and I want um, to know how the, how the Toronto Blue Jays are doing, well, I mean, it's, it's a Toronto team, so they lost. But, <laughs> but I want to know how badly they got, they, they, they got beaten, okay? So, um, because cause I'm, I'm a Toronto sports fan, so I'm a total masochist. And uh, it's difficult for me to go from Yahoo Finance to Yahoo Sports, and even more difficult to actually find what I'm looking for on the Yahoo Sports page. Unless I know, I know exactly where my buttons are, exactly where to dig and all that sort of stuff, right? I got a feeling that, uh, that Ms. Mayer is going to make it easier for guys like us to surf around the Yahoo properties. Next thing, I think she's going to work on Yahoo Mail. Yeah, I mean, if you, oh, if you have an email program that over 100 million people are using on a daily basis, you got yourself a powerful little application. You got 100 million eyeballs coming to you every day, and Yahoo has not been using those eyeballs well, has not been monetizing those eyeballs properly. Maybe she's got the key. Maybe she has the answer. Um, after that, I would look at the deals that, sh- that Yahoo has with various um, – uh, with, with, with other technology companies. Flickr is a great example, a property Yahoo owns that has deals with other photo-sharing companies. Well, Flickr has been allowed to languish in the back corner, much like um, the Open Directory project was allowed to languish at AOL for all those years. Now, Flickr is just a, well, uh, a snapshot of its former self. Flickr could have been great. But Yahoo, yeah. cho- Yahoo chose to let it languish. They, did, they had no idea how to monetize u- user-generated content. Everybody loves photos. What are you doing when you're at Facebook? You're looking at people's photos. Pinterest um, is built on it. Pinterest is built on it. So, now, great artists, great artists create. I'm sorry, good artists create, great artists steal. Uh, Pablo Picasso, I think. Um, one of the reasons he should have been called an asshole. Um, little Repo Man joke for people born in the 80s. But uh, I got a feeling that we're going to see Marissa steal some pages from Google, steal some pages from uh, from some of the social networks like Pinterest. I think she's going to try to steal a deal with Facebook, but we were, we were speculating on a deal with, between Yahoo and Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Well, now, I mean, I, we know that she's interested in that sort of stuff, but she hasn't been able to actually touch it because Google <laughs> is its own one-person, its, its own one-man band, right? Right. Well, now she can. Now she can actually play with other technologies that she wasn't able to, to um, work with because Google has its way. 
So what's going to happen? I don't know. She's going to have a baby in October. That's what's going to happen. Um, but I bet you we're going to see a whole bunch of cleaning, house cleaning before October. See, it's interesting. We know that there's going to be a uh, two-week to three-month break somewhere around between October 5th and October 10th. That's when, it, when, it, when, her, when, her, when her babies do. Right. So she'll probably drop down to 40-hour work weeks at that point. You know, well, that, uh, yeah, perhaps. You know, I've, you know what? I am, uh, I've seen speculation out there in the media about whether uh, you know, Yahoo should have hired a pregnant woman or whether Marissa Mayer should have taken a job being pregnant. You know what? I don't, I, I don't even want to go down that path. Like, she probably knows what she's doing. I mean, the preg- I mean, pregnancy is one of those big things that did changes life. But she probably knows what she's doing. She's probably thought through this. And she's probably got a plan. And I imagine we're going to see a whack load of change starting a week or so from now. We're going to see her appoint people who she trusts, who are way loyal to her, because we know she's got to take a two-week to three-month break. And she has to get her vision implemented. And she's probably only got until fourth quarter revenues are announced sometime in like mid or late January, early February. She's got to do well over Christmas. Yep. Um, but that's the time when we know she has to be away. So expect to see some significant changes at the sea level. I think everybody who was associated with the Yang Bart's years is out. Well, hell, most of them have seen the door already anyway. Um, you know that? Did you know that of the twelve person, twelve people, twelve person board at Yahoo, nine of them are new in twenty twelve, including including uh, Ms. Mayor. That's funny. I didn't know it was that. Yeah, bad. So, I guess. Wow. Oh, well, Yahoo's board is crazy. It's been <laughs> fractured ever since what's his ass tried to do that big takeover. Um, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name either. Uh, seniors moment. We need to have our action item. Uh, action item, dun, 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 and seniors moment. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of them lately. Um, and you know what? This is a very opportune time before I forget because I'm prone to to say, friends, you're listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. We got to take a break here, but we're going to come back talk a little bit more about Marissa Meyer's move to Yahoo, and then we want to talk about writing content for search engines based on a uh, article Dave had published in Search Engine Watch today. During our two minute break, don't turn off the radio, but jump over to Search Engine Watch. Take a qu- take a quick read of Dave's article, and we're going to come back discussing it after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with searchmetrics.com. That's searchmetrics.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try My SEO Tool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined as always by Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Um, we are back. I had a, a brief, uh, sorry for that uh, sort of extended uh, beginning there. I was having a bit of problems with the sound over here. That's the uh, issue with live radio. I'm sure uh, our regular listeners are used to it. Happens every it now happens. and then. It happens. It happens. That I was away. You know what? I counted to 120 while being away from my desk. I counted slow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, where to kick in, Mr. Hedger? Well, I want to I want to just talk a little bit more about Yahoo because I don't think we actually covered it. And then I I I'm, I loved your article. I want to get into content. I think it's one of the more important subjects we could be talking about on Webcology because this is an actual how to. But um, again, before before we before we stop kicking at the Yahoo can, um, or kicking at at Marissa Mayer's uh, new career choices, um. What what do you see? I'm curious. Like, I've studied Yahoo a lot because I've written about it a lot, and I've been, you know, how do you take the most perfect thing in the world and smash it into little bits? That's that that's interesting. But what what, what do you think she should do? Uh, well, it's interesting. One of the things I hadn't seen, and I, I completely agree with you. I think um, Yahoo Finance is easily. You're right. Google's. If you just want to know, say what a stock's valued at right now. Google's great. Uh, but yeah, when you're looking, trying to look for a, a little bit deeper information, um, I, I do prefer Yahoo. One thing I hadn't actually noticed, and it's funny, because and I, it's probably because I go to Yahoo Finance to look up specific information related to stocks, and then I go to Google to look up stuff. <laughs> so I never actually noticed until you just mentioned it. And I don't know how I didn't notice it, but I guess I just wasn't looking for this because I wasn't actually at Yahoo to do something. There's problem number one that Yahoo has. Yeah, it's you can be in Yahoo Finance. It's miserable just to get back to their homepage, let alone the sports that you uh, you brought yeah. up earlier. Yeah. Um, and and um, while we were uh, heading into break, there uh, went knowing that uh, Marissa's uh, you know kind of involved with you know say local and mobile um, kind of stuff, just kind of um, you know downloaded the Yahoo app just to see what it was uh, what it was all about. It's funny, I had both Bing and. And uh, and Google's apps on my, on my Android, but uh, never occurred to you to do Yahoo. Did it? Never occurred to me to do Yahoo. Well, I I use it for search, right? So I mean, I got the two search engines. 
Um, so, I mean, there's there's maybe one one area that obviously needs to be uh, needs to be addressed is making them the the content resource. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, and you've called it many times, and you've been calling it for years, and it Focus, still is. And, and well, exactly, just looking at content, Yahoo has it. They're just not using it. Um, and I think looking at, you know, I'm on the Yahoo Finance homepage right now, um, and just trying to get, let alone to the sports section, let alone to, you know, uh, other various properties that they have. If I'm trying to get to anywhere but say mail. I'm going to have problems. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I, I, I have to wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I think that's going to be probably mission number one is, is tying these things together. If for no other reason, then you know, that may not have a massive impact on you know, sort of what's going to happen. But like we're SEOs, half the thing is just checking off things that might be problems. Right exactly. and, and going, you yeah. know, people might be like me. They might be going to finance and you know not bothering to go to the homepage or, or whatever. That's fine, but you need to check that off the list and at least give them the opportunity to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, doing those sorts of things, taking a look at the app, gearing it a little better. And I mean, I logged in, and you know, I've already, you know, I've got Yahoo profiles and stuff like that. So, and it's not tailoring right to it's it it's not googly. Right, it's not predicting well in advance what I want, um, and that sort of thing. And I think that's something that she's an absolute expert in. Um, and if she can lend that personal touch, especially to their mobile apps, um, you know, and, and especially to the overall flow of the way people are passing through the sites, and let me get back to the homepage when I'm on your finance page. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I guess maybe I never noticed it because it just you just. Who doesn't do that? <laughs> I never looked for it because I wasn't going there. I didn't look to see if I could because who wouldn't get people back to their to their main homepage, right? I mean, that would you know be – sorry? You know another thing a lot of people don't know about Marissa Mayer? What's that? She's got her master's in AI, artificial intelligence. She doesn't, she doesn't have a degree in artificial intelligence. She has her master's degree in artificial intelligence. You you touched on something a little bit earlier where you said Yahoo isn't able to predict what you want when it comes to information. It's because they never spent a lot of time on uh, the same amount of obsessive time on developing their own artificial intelligence that Google has. And, you know, I think I, you and I have argued this before, I think, on the show. I've, I've said frequently, and I'm, I'm going to say it again, the closest thing we have on Earth to actual honest-to-goodness past the Turing test Artificial intelligence is probably Google. Mm-hmm. Well, who do you think made <laughs> that happen? <laughs> like, really? There's a lot of smart folks at Google. There's a lot of smart folks at Google. But which among them had their master's degree in artificial in, in creating artificial intelligence? I think Yahoo's about to get a lot smarter. Well, and so they should because I mean. You've called you've called it many times. Credit where it's due. They are a content network. They're yeah. not a search engine. They're a content network, especially since the Bing deal, right? I mean, they're not even pretending to be a search engine anymore. Um, they're a content network. So if if Marissa can find some interesting ways, and I'm sure she's going to to start to tailor. Now, one of the disadvantages she's going to have here, and we all know this, is they don't have the same user behavior information. I mean, they've got lots. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's you know <laughs> they're, they're third in the list of search and things, but they they've got a lot of users, so they're they're collecting a lot of data. 
Um, but when I go there, I mean, I expect to see some tailoring because, A, I do use Yahoo occasionally for search just to check the differences and things like that. But I've also got profiles with things that, you know, I've added things to my profile, information about me, my life, you know, all that sort of crap. So, you know, same thing that I basically volunteer to Google. It is going to be a bit more of an uphill battle because, of course, I search Google all the time. I mean, I'm a, I'm a weird one, so are you, so are a lot of our listeners. Google probably has no real idea what the heck I'm interested in based on my search patterns because I'm an SEO. I'm all over the board, right? I might be mm-hmm. looking up insurance plans here and then, you know, accommodations and Disneyland here. And, you know, we're all over the board. But the average user is going to find a much more, you know, follow a much more linear sort of pattern in their, in their search behavior. Um, or, or I guess certainly less random and less broad than, than say you or I or our listeners would have. Uh, they're not going to be able to collect this sort of data quite as fast. But if they stay focused in on what articles do I read when I'm there, what stocks do I look up, now you know I'm engaged in things I'm interested in. And I think they could assume a lot of stuff from that in relation to their search engine. But mm-hmm. nothing else. Start feeding me articles that are like ones I've read. And for the love of God, don't make me like connect to, to Yahoo with Facebook when I just want to click Yahoo you know, news link. <laughs> no, indeed, eh? Now, what, here's a, here, where, like Google, Yahoo makes the majority of its money serving advertisements. Yeah. Now, Yahoo's been, you know, sustained through, uh, through display. Display, because, you know, just given the, the, the content network they have and the fact that they haven't been able to contextually deliver uh, paid search ads as well as Google. Again, that was Marissa Mayer. That was her. That was mm-hmm. her who made that happen at Google. I'm thinking that if they know a little bit more about you, they know the stocks you're interested in, they know the sports teams you're interested in, they know the, the firms that you're researching when you're, when you're looking up in, uh, stuff in finance, um, they know the general interest stuff, like Yahoo News is just pumping out general interest news left, right, and center. Um, they're, they will start knowing a lot more about you, Dave Davies, about me, Jim Hedger, about our own individual habits. And I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing stronger contextual delivery of paid advertisements, which can only help Yahoo's bottom line when you apply the better contextual delivery of paid adverts to what's happening at Bing. Because that 70-30 revenue split where Yahoo serves all the paid adverts to Bing and Bing's network, what if those ads – better matched what the user is telling the application they're interested in. Um, I'm going to pull out my old chestnut, the uh, New York suitcase murders of the, of 2007, where Google was, was serving up Samsonite ads beside articles about the suitcase murders. That freaked Google out and embarrassed them big time. And, and Marissa Mayer went on a massive headhunting trip where she fired a bunch of people and got a bunch of new people in, and Google was suddenly better at delivering contextual advertisements. You can see the same thing happening at Yahoo, and I think that's going to impact their bottom line. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and the, the advantage that she has, uh, it's funny, Yahoo has certain weaknesses and certain strengths in this move right now, and one of them, oddly, is their 
lack of data in, in a really, really weird way in that they've attracted Marissa over there because she brings with her not just a, a phenomenal knowledge of, you know, and, 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 you know, a motivation to get things done, um, but they're not just bringing over her, her talent pools in that way, but they're pulling over all the mistakes that a, a web property um, of the size of Google has made exactly like the Samsonite ads and, and being able to sort of bring those here's where it's about to screw ups raw um over and, and sort of predict in advance okay here's where you know things are going to go wrong and of course yahoo being a content network news based and that where a lot of these ads are existing on their own properties not on other people's properties not on their properties um they'll have a much better control over what can show where as well because of course they're these are their properties for the most part. Um, so I, I think it's it's going to be really, really, if nothing else, really interesting to watch. Um, I, I think I I will be watching for her. And if it doesn't work, um, you know, I, I may not be, you know, as I, I'll just say nice about it um, in a, you know, well, I guess nobody could then. I think this is their maximum shot, but she made this move. It is her if it doesn't work because she knew what she was getting into when she went there. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, I'm not expecting her to turn this thing into a property the size, you know, or, or, or the popularity the size of, um, say, Google on search. We've got to oh, judge them by themselves. And when their quarterly revenue comes out, I'm not even going to judge her on Q4. Right? I mean, I know these things take time. I'd love yeah, but for her you know, to... You know the shareholders will. Whether, whether oh. you, know, you, may, you may be reasonable enough to give her a few months. You know the shareholders won't be. It, well, oh, for sure. They'll want to see some stuff happening. And, you know, I guess, fair enough. I don't have money invested in Yahoo. Thank God. But, um, <laughs> heck, now may be the time. Well, actually, about a week ago. Actually, yeah. Buy now. <laughs> Buy that, yeah. Buy now. Because it, uh, it can only go up. It really can. Well, it can't go down. <laughs> more than it has. Um, but at the same time, I, I will, you know, if they don't start so showing some significant gains in, in both popularity and in revenue by, say, I'll give her till Q2 of next year, um, you know, then at that point, I would start to look and go, you messed this up. Like, this is, you chose to go over there. You took on the CEO role. You knew the spot they were in. You knew the properties they had. Um you know, good shot, you know, good for you for trying. I mean, you know, none of us have made decisions, you know, certainly at the, well, I've never made a decision even anywhere close to this scale, but, um, you know, everybody does things and they don't quite work out, but at the same time, you got to be responsible for that and go, you made that decision and, and you screwed up. Right? So. Now, um, the last last thing I want to touch on in this, because we really do got to cover your article, but we're burning time here, right? Um, wouldn't it have been great wouldn't have I mean like serious? If we got, somebody from our community must have been around to see this. Wouldn't it have been great to have been a fly on the wall on Google's offices mid afternoon <laughs> last Monday, just to see the look on Sergey Brin's face, the look on Larry Page's face, or the look on uh, on uh, 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 well, I was going to say uh, uh, the former uh, Schmidt, Eric Schmidt's face, or Matt Cutt's face? Because as I understand it, none of them knew. Nobody knew. She kept this really quiet and close to the chest, and she announced on Monday afternoon that the next day she was taking the CEO of Yahoo. And you know where, you know where she announced it? No, I don't. Google Plus. 
Her announcement was one word, at Yahoo. So in that one announcement, and I, I love the way she did this. I'm, maybe, maybe it's just, just me being my imaginative little self, but I think the way she left Google and the way she announced she was leaving Google was several levels of screw you. She oh, yeah. Did on, she did it on their failing social network, alluding to Twitter with the at Yahoo thing. She did it. <laughs> Without telling anybody. Oh, and by the way, I'm pregnant. Uh, she did it without telling anybody. Yahoo's board, incidentally, for, for listeners out there who might be confused, Yahoo's board was well aware she was pregnant before making the decision. She was, she was straight up and honest with them. No deception. No, she's, she seems like an extremely ethical person. And at that level, you kind of got to be because you are in a fishbowl. Um, but again, the way she did it was 50 shades of screw you. And yeah, no, that's uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you, ever, you, you, hmm? you ever want to tell your boss what you really think of them? That's the way you do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just brilliant. I mean, but you were you were saying you know she she's in a fishbowl. You, you never know. I mean, does she really have a master's in AI? I mean, yeah, who's attracted a few people who might you know? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? She <laughs> said she did when she was at Google, and they do have an application that can check for those things. <laughs> okay, we have been we have been beating a fashion horse. We should stop it, uh, Marissa. The last thing on this, Marissa Mayer. Congratulations, you've just taken on the toughest job in the valley. But I think all of us in the search community, at least, a we're rooting for you. B the consensus is, if anyone can do it, hun, you can. Congratulations. <laughs> I just called Marissa Mayer hun on the radio. You sure did. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, well, I hope she was listening and that she leaves that loser of a philanthropist husband of hers. <laughs> and what's 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 free healthcare? <laughs> leave Yahoo! Leave your husband. We've got healthcare. We I think she can afford it, though, Jim. I, I think she can afford her own healthcare. Yeah, but she doesn't have a backyard like I do. I got a fire pit. Uh, let's let's see the four seasons give you a fire pit marissa huh <laughs> okay you know they would right you do know they would give her a fire pit if she asked for one probably she has a uh, apparently she has a five million dollar uh condo atop the four seasons in uh san francisco so in about a month i think we have to drop by for dinner Sit by actually in exactly a month when we're all at connected marketing week down there in uh in san francisco just after Search Bash, when we're good and messed up, we should all drop by Marissa's place for dinner. <laughs> she knows that, the higher extra armed guards on that. Just, just like that old kid rock song, set up shop at the top of Four Seasons. Yep. <laughs> okay, we are so done. Okay, we've lost Google sponsorship money this show. We've lost Yahoo sponsorship money. <laughs> Who else could we offend? Um... <laughs> Let's offend Search Engine Watch just for fun. They published an article from some guy named Dave. Oh, just crap. I can't believe they published this stuff. Okay, writing for Search Engines. It appears in today's uh, Search Engine Watch by uh, my friend and yours, Dave Davies, the fellow on the other end of this conversation. And Dave, actually, this is a long one. This is quite a long one. It is. It is. But you know what? I, I think 
we'll we'll get into this and this is a topic i know both of us are content people so we we are loving this but i have a hunch that brasco is going to reach through the mic and just start and throttling us if we don't take one more break speaking of losing sponsors we don't want to lose more of them Indeed. um so we'll be back with uh, and I, i'll tell you how i ended up coming into a 2600 word article <laughs> where i meant to start at about a 1200 or, or so uh but in the meantime you can read that while you're uh, listening to the wonderful advertising from our joyous remaining advertisers um this is dave davies from beanstalk seo joined as always by jim hedger from digital always media we'll be back in a couple minutes on webmaster radio sit tight and don't move webcology we'll be back after this short break Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. SES San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google digital marketing evangelist Avinash Kaushik speaking about business optimization in a digital age. Check out daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to SES. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're rounding out the hour. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from, Did- from Beanstalk SEO. And we're just about to jump into a, uh, unfortunately, truncated and fast look at writing for search engines. Um, Dave, uh, 2,600 words. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, originally I, I started it to be a, uh, you know, a little uh, 12, maybe 1,500 word piece. Um, Danny, your friend of mine, Danny Goodman, uh, or Goodman over there, had... Uh, uh, you know, given me a subject that we'd, you know, we'd really like to, to write. He rarely does that, but this time he had a specific topic that he had in mind. He's like, we'd like, uh, like an article on this. Um, so I, you know, I, I wrote it up and thought, oh, okay, well, I'll talk, uh, talk a little bit about copy. And then as I started writing it, I thought, well, when I'm writing for a search engine, I'm not just, you know, because originally it was the typical, you know, how do you write your copy to, to appeal to search engines? Right? Well, 
No. You know, the, I was writing, and it hit me when I realized what I was writing. I was writing an article for another website. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, and why was I doing that? Well, I'm doing that, you know, reputation and, um, you know, attracting, you know, sort of links from it or links to it and social media signals and, and this and that. And, okay, and so now this is a very different article. <laughs> <laughs> and so going through, you know, sort of the, the three primary uses of using your, your content on site and, and, and what do you do there, using it for link building, what do you do there, and social media, what do you do there, and, and you know, sort of brief Coles notes. You know, industry to industry, you know that. I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners know this well. I couldn't go, and here's exactly what you do because it's different for me than it is for clients that we have, right? I mean, Everybody's social media, for example, is different. Everybody would write different blog posts in a different tone or whatnot. Um, but you know, uh, here's sort of some of the general principles that you need to look at while you're writing your your content for yourself. And, and here's what you're actually trying to accomplish when you're doing that. And um, here's what you're trying to do when you're building it for links. Couple little suggestions on how, but more covering the. And here's how you have to think about this. And here's how you can find out where you can get uh, get links from this and, and stuff like that. So you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm looking at your article on the Search Engine Watch page right now, and off to the right of it is a TextLink ads advertisement that reads, <laughs> "Links are SEO fuel." Now I'm looking at your article. I'm looking at uh, at Patrick's ad. Links are SEO fuel. Yeah, and I'm thinking that that's not true anymore. Especially after reading your article, content is SEO fuel because content is what's getting you those links. Content is what's distributing your word on more properties than just um, beanstalkseo.com or beanstalk, right. beanstalk-inc.com or whatever URL. You're using a bunch of URLs, aren't you? I am, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured that. See, any, what you do is you just anything I might say, you went and bought those URLs so you could. That's like, exactly what I did. Yeah, I ended up, up like twenty <laughs> more. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, uh. GoDaddy, you're welcome. Um. <laughs> so uh, again, I, I just want to go back. It's the content that seems to be the fuel now. The links uh, are what happens. Well, exactly. I mean, there's always going to be what, you know, you and I know this, no matter how, what Google does, there's always loopholes, right? I mean, they, they keep closing holes and, and opening new ones. And, you know, it's not to say links aren't. Would I say links are SEO fuel? Sure. Sure, I'd say links are SEO fuel. Sure, I would say user experience and stick time are SEO fuel. Sure, I'd say, you know, having a strong social media presence is SEO fuel. <laughs> I mean, and that's really what's happened to us. I mean, I'm sure you you remember. Well, I know you remember because you, know, you were there when I was learning SEO. You were already uh, a senior SEO at a, at, a, at a corporation when I was just getting my, uh, getting my feet wet there, like a little over a decade ago. Um, you know, it used to, content used to be it. Right, and I mean, and that's all we had to work with. It's really all you had, and I mean, everything was was pretty much. I mean, you, you remember the days where you just you, and you edit your content and you resubmit, and hey, ten minutes later, there you are. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay, here, uh, any old any old time SEO, three point oh seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that you remember, remember like analyzing keyword density? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> 3.07, uh, beautiful ratio. I loved it. 
Uh, that's that's why I started laughing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, people. One thing I didn't like, and I mentioned this early in the article, and, and one thing I don't like though, in in, in talking about sort of how historically it, w- it was treated, is this idea that post penguin, post panda content is 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 king. I mean, we talked last week about a debate kind of talking about this. I mean, mm-hmm. it got way off topic, but well, off topic of the article itself, but. This idea that, hey, in this post-panda world, Google's made content. No, it's always been there. <laughs> always. Um, since the beginning of the day, there was a time when that's all we, as you called it, as that's all we had to work yep. with. Then links came in. Then social media came in. Um, yes, it might have you know, been overshadowed briefly in the, in the algorithm by links back when Google you know, first figured out links. And so it was less manipulated because they just started using it. Um, you know, then we started manipulating that, right? So, okay. Um, but at the end of it, I mean, I like using, and, and we're seeing it all over the web now from everything from infographics to podcasts even, and, you know, like this one, um, like writing articles for, for industry resources, content. And I'm not just referring to textual content, like, like this article say, but um, it can be video content. It could be audio content. It could be, you know, graphical content. We're using all of it as link building, as social media fodder. So really at the core of it, it is about content. And even when we're dealing with just, I'm not recommending to do this, big Coles, not recommending to do this. But even if you are going out and just buying links, you're buying them on sites that have generated content. That's how they got their strength. So at the end of the day, it's content that's driving the entire thing um, and creating good content that people want to link to. So... Um, so yeah, I, I think it's 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 easily the most important function. It may not be where all the weight is is on direct content on your site, but it is the core function of the internet um, is to acquire content and engage with content. So okay, we're 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 going into the last two minutes of the show. It's actually five minutes to the hour, so we're going to touch overtime. Sorry, George, I got to ask you one quick question, Dave, or I'd be remiss if I didn't. When thinking about content, what's the most important facet of content? Um, if I'm thinking, it depends on the aspect I'm thinking about. It. If I'm thinking about it on my site, um, I'm thinking, will this engage my users or distract those that would bounce? So if somebody clicked, you know, typed in SEO services, clicked through, we weren't going to catch them right away. Like they, they, they knew right away that, you know, we weren't going to be a good fit for them. Can I distract them? Right. Can I fire them off to a blog? Can I put them off to tools? Can I, whatever, keep them a little longer um, just to send that signal that users don't bounce on our site? And if I'm thinking about outside content, content meant for link building, content for deployment on third party sites or, or, or via social media, um, then I look at content's important. Do I have a deployment strategy? Um, and that's the first thing I, I like to think about there is what can I do to actually get the end goal? Let's not just build great content. We need a deployment strategy for that content. Okay, that, that was my second last question. We've got time for one more, and it's really quick. Do you have a plan before writing? You talked about deployment. Do you know what you want to do with the content before you create it? Um, usually. Usually. This one I was directed a little more, and I loved the topic. Like, it just hit. I, wouldn't, I wasn't forced to write it. You just hit, came up with the suggestion. Happened to be a good pick. Um, sometimes, as you know, you'll start writing, and you end off different than you started. Oh, um, yeah think and you research as you're going along um deployment in this case is easy i can deploy it in one source then i spread it out on social media um but i can only deploy it in in one location Um, luckily it's searching to watch so it's a hell of a location well yeah there there is that (laughs) if i was going to deploy it on anyone in our industry since it's not going on google's blog 
<laughs> this is a great one. Um, yep. So, yeah. Okay, folks, um, the, the, the URL is up in the chat room, but if you're not around listening to the chat live, say you're listening to a podcast a couple weeks from now, this is July 19th. The article is Writing for Search Engines, pretty easy, pretty easy title to remember, written by your friend of mine, Dave Davies. Um, read it. 2,600 words, so read it over lunch, but read it. Um, it's, it's well worth the read. And on that, Dave, I'm, uh, we did it. Another whole other hour gone. We're going to be back on the uh, 26th of July, which I'd like to note is the last Thursday in this month. Um, I guess that's about it. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, but this is Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. I know for a fact that we got some amazing content coming up after the news. So friends, stay tuned. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>